it's no secret it's no secret that the brothers and our brothers and sisters in Christ of the first century paid for their faith with their lives it was the practice of the early church every time they met to read the names of the martyrs that they were aware of and they'd celebrate their homegoing uh, unfortunately the list got so long that the remembering got in the way of everything else that needed to be accomplished and so they set November 1st aside as a day to do that that's why we celebrate All Saints Day I wanted to try to put a little bit of um, visual context to our conversation and so there are some slides that I want you to see the first one is the kind of the kind of way that we consider or that we typically think about early Christian martyrdom this is a piece a detail from a larger photo uh, these are folks hung from a cross waiting for a lion who is off to the left uh, in in front of thousands of people who are going to be entertained by their deaths uh, the next picture is a later recreation of a Christian martyr filled with arrows as someone uh, as the folks along the street walk by without any notice the next one is another recreation this martyrdom or this persecution takes place in the countryside um, the Christians are the folks who are on the wrong end of those swords these are all recreations that um, have been created later on centuries past this next one can you tell what's happening there the person being sawn in two and then the next one are images that are taken from the times that our brothers and sisters in Christ would have been suffering for their faith this is how those pictures this is how that experience was pictured now what did they do what could they say to each other in the face of this kind of opposition that's the reason for this handout I want us to hear this is not just about their persecution but it is also an opportunity for us to celebrate our victory over death amen well let me try that one, one more time our victory over death amen um, because death doesn't have any sting for those of us who are in Christ but in the middle of this face-to-face real-time persecution um, they had to be saying something to each other I have a hunch that this passage from Isaiah is one of the things that they said and so uh, let's read it responsively I'll read first and then you read the bold part on this mountain the Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all peoples a banquet of aged wine the best meats and uh, best of meats and the finest of wines the sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces he will remove the disgrace of his people from all the earth so when the when our brothers and sisters gathered and they they could tell you the first name of somebody who had been martyred 
they had the hope that's captured in this prophecy from Isaiah. The day of the Lord has not seen its fulfillment yet, and this is what we have coming. Well, it didn't change. Obviously, after Constantine converted and it, was, it became legal to be a Christian, uh, the persecution continued. I, I wanted to see some other ways that Christians through the centuries have tried to capture the collection of the saints. And so the first picture is, there it is. The first picture is a collection of saints actually illustrated from folks by the Orthodox tradition. The reason for the halos behind all their all their heads. The next, the next picture is, a, is a, an attempt to recreate the, recreate the judgment, recreate the time when all the saints will be able to come before the Christ and say, and hopefully hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. The next picture I was surprised to find, it is actually a, a, a painting of uh, commemorating 16th century Jew, uh, Japanese Christian martyrs. The faith has spread into places that we weren't quite aware, but, the, but these folks were captured to remember that they paid for their faith with their lives. The next picture are Chinese martyrs from this century and the century before. The next picture are, are martyrs from the, from the continent of Africa. And, and then I was trying to find, okay, so what kind of picture can I use to, to collect everyone all in the same place? Uh, somebody tried with this next one. Uh, you have to like abstract art to go here. But it is, but it is the artist's attempt to say every, that there are people from every nation, from every continent, from every ethnic background, who, because of their faith in Christ, are gathered in heaven. Some of them prematurely. So, what does it look like? Again, go back to our, go back to our passage. Next passage, the, the, the uh, selection from Psalm 24. And what this passage does is reminds us, in the face of persecution, it reminds us uh, that whose earth it is and what he has in store for us. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. So who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? He will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God his Savior. Selah. As I said, when the, ch when the church gathered, they would recount the names of the folks uh, who had given their life for the faith. And so I want to take a minute for us to do just that. Perhaps there has been someone in your, I'm not perhaps, there's been somebody in your past whose life spurred you on, whose life got your attention, whose life continues to encourage your relationship with Christ even though they're no longer alive. 
And so I want to take a moment and I want you to stand and say the name of that person so that we can celebrate their faith in Christ too. There's more to celebrate though. Just more than just the folks who have gone on before. In the Gospel of John, 11th chapter, there's a reason why you and I have hope in the middle of persecution. Go ahead and put the next slide up. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had, came, who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him, he asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. And Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of a blind man have kept this man from dying? Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a, stove, a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there for days. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and then Jesus looked up and he said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. And when he said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus. Come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and his feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I want us, need to put the next slide up, I want us now to name the names of saints who are living today who encourage us to believe that Jesus is Lord. That encourage us to believe he meant what he said, I am the resurrection and the life. When it's anticipating our, our time today, most of the time we think in, um, in sober terms, and rightly so, about those who have, who have gone before because of their faith in Christ. But it really is a home going. It really is a home going. I, um, I, I do want us to remember some, a, a group of folks whose names we don't know. Uh, I found this, uh, there is a website called persecution.org if you want to keep track of what's going on around the world in terms of the persecuted church. These are the kinds of things that were in today's report. Turkish prosecutor slapped criminal charges against two converts to Christianity earlier this month, accusing them of insulting Turkishness. 
inciting hatred against Islam and secretly compiling data on private citizens for a local Bible correspondence course. That was in Turkey, country of India. Police arrest a Christian man because Hindu extremists attack him for selling Christian books at an evangelistic festival. In the United Republic of Tanzania, there is a member of the Islamic group that is raising up Zanz in Zanzibar. Democracy is the way of the infidels, and we do not want it to be imposed on a Muslim society. In Indonesia, in a rare move, police release the names of those responsible for the mastermind of last year's triple murder of three Christian students in Poso. In Sri Lanka, Buddhist monks gather mobs to demand that an Assemblies of God church close down because they, and leave because they were in a, quote, Buddhist village and had no need of a Christian church. In China, church property in Gansu occupied by the government. 300 Christians protest by a sit-in demonstration. In Iraq, the growing and deliberate targeting of Christians is an ominous, ominous sign of the breakdown in Iraqi society of civil order and interreligious respect and presents a grave violation of human rights and religious liberty. In the country of India, our Hindu radicals are using any opportunity to deny Christians full status under the law, constantly treating them as second or third citizens. And finally, in the country of Burma, 700 Christians from the tribe of Karen have fled their homes in the past 10 days because of machine gun attacks by the Burma army. The picture behind me is Michelangelo's rendition of the Day of Judgment. The passage I want us to read together in unison contains the hope that we have for those folks who are persecuted uh, in places that will never be. I want us to read it all together in unison. Let's read. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To him who is thirsty, I will give to drink without cost from the spring of the water of life. Now, how do we respond to the witness and to the promise? The prayer is on the back, and I want us to pray it together. Let's pray. God of all ages, we thank you for the faithful witness of your apostles, prophets, and martyrs 
throughout the history of your church and throughout the world even today. Through their witness, we see and hear your truth. We bless you for all who bless your name through their writing, speaking, art, and music. Through their work, we glimpse your beauty. We praise you for all who serve you without recognition or honor, offering encouragement to the lonely, the sick, and the fearful. Through their lives, we see your faithfulness and sense your comfort. Now we pray that you will use even us to reflect the glory we see in Christ. May the voices of all your saints made holy in Christ swell in joyous praise to you, the giver of all good gifts. Through Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen? Amen. Go in his peace.